Hello to all our From the Spot listeners out there. Uh, just before we get into the brand new episode of From the Spot, wanting to apologize in advance for some microphone issues we were having. Um, so if you can't hear anything, we're, we're apologizing for that. But uh, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. And we're back, boys. Episode 12 of From the Spot. Um, I'm joined by Harley Constable off a big weekend and uh, CEO Jack in the in the seat today because, believe it or not, we're missing Emre. Surprisingly, <laughs> it's Chelsea, actually. <laughs> they went on. Yeah. He's just never a happy boy, is he? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah, we can feel yeah, it was good, not as big as yours by the sound of voice. But it was come off a, a premiership in the other one of the other sports we follow here in Australia, and that's probably one of the main ones. So uh, we have been getting viewers in the United Kingdom as well. So shout out to those people who are listening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, had a big weekend uh, on the beers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but you have to when your team win, win the flag, especially when it's something like that that close. So. Well, it's funnily enough that you go for Manchester United, you know, possibly one of the most hated teams. It's like them winning the EPL title for those that aren't in Australia, just to give them a bit of a breakdown. Yeah, probably the most hated team of this league over here as well. Yeah, so yeah exactly. That's probably what I mean. the worst of both worlds, unfortunately. Yeah, disgusting. But <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, move on into the results for match day seven. Um, Try something a bit different yeah. this, this week. Let's um, go. We're just going to kind of rapid fire the results and then have a bit of a chat about mm. them afterwards. So we'll get into game one of the weekend. We finished last weekend, you know, big 8 0 game, Newcastle United, uh, Sheffield United. So this week we started with a bang Villa 6 1 over Brighton. We got Palace 1 0 over United. We got Newcastle 2 0 over Burnley. We got Wolves with a bit of an upset 2 1 over City. Um, Arsenal buried four past Bournemouth. Then we had West Ham to Sheffield United 2 0. Luton Town got up, my boys, uh, over Everton 2 1. Yes, we never. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then we've got a bit of an unlucky one, I think. Tottenham 2 1 over Liverpool, red card in there, some questionable decisions. Uh, we've got Forest, Stockton Forest 1 1 with Brentford. And then we've got the last game of the weekend, Emre's favourite, Chelsea 2-1 over four. Um, looked, uh, looked like a pretty good weekend. Um, I had a had a good watch of the Tottenham-Liverpool game. I don't know what we want to kind of have a chat about first, but I think I think we may as well start with that. Looking at looking at the cards, well, the red card to Jota, um, the first one very, very, very questionable. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I've got to, got to disagree. Uh, we've seen them pay over and over and over. I think that's the only consistent decision I've seen from, from Premier League referees recently. It's become it's become more consistent that rule, I think. Um, but just look at where he connects. If he slid up, if he slid off the top of the ball and maybe connected closer to his knee, maybe yeah, he might you know potentially have a bit of a different view. But uh, where he connects is just one of those ankle breakers. And he did have a lot of momentum into it too. He sort of lunged on it. And when you lunge, lunge your body, he's just sort of lucky that 
it didn't end that way because it was there. Sort of, yeah. And I, I think we're talking about the Curtis Jones tackle here, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think just, I think the tackle the tackle looks a lot worse in slow mo. There's not much force behind it. There's no malice behind it. It's a literal slip gets the ball first too. Well, I don't think there's any malice in it. It's just and that, that's for me. For me, it's a yellow. Yeah, 100%. I, the Jota one I absolutely think's a red. Dumb as dumb as it gets, considering that 60 seconds earlier he got a yellow, and then he goes and lunges. No, he's nowhere near. Completely beaten, lost all. Just got to let him go there and let hopefully your defenders. Pick it off. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just sort of, yeah, stick to the leg. Yeah, just um, very, very lazy. Yeah. But I think the Curtis Jones one, like very similar thing happened last season with a Spurs player onto, I think it was Diaz. Yeah. Um, same thing happened. Player went in a lot harder, to be fair, slipped over the top of the ball, cleaned up Diaz. He missed three quarters of a season and didn't get carded for it. Where did he connect him? Right on the shin between that ankle and the bottom of the shin pad. So, you know, career ending tackle. Did he have his leg planted? Diaz? Diaz, yeah. Lifted it. Sometimes they, if they lift their leg, they're both. I think it's, I completely agree with that. Like last year, they didn't do it, and you can tell like the difference, and it's like, that's. Bullshit, but at the same time, we sort of seen a bit more of this year. I think of a trend of them paying red cards on top of it. So, like, they're setting the precedence in the future for well, what I could it be. Too, that Casemiro got done for it. That's one of the yeah. Casemiro's red cards last year. Was the same thing where he it was probably even less than the Jones one, yeah. I'd say, because he sort of slid. He slid in his moist legs, yeah, uh, like on the ground, and his foot was on the ball and rolled up over the ball and yeah. connected. So it wasn't like he was planting a foot into the ball and then. And that's the funny thing with the Jones tackle is he hasn't even come from the top. He's come from the side. Mm. So his side of the ball rolls over to the top, probably more, you know, 45 degrees from where he's. Yeah, agreed. So I think it was a bit rough, but, you know, like you said, the, arms, the refs are paying it this season. This season. That's all they're bloody doing. I might even quickly just bring this. Casemiro and yeah. the other one up to uh, potentially. But, yeah, well, while we're doing that, we'll yeah. talk about the uh, Jota's first yellow. Now, I don't think th- there was no contact. I didn't see any contact. Yes, yeah. I'm blind. I didn't see the yellow. I only saw the red. By the looks of it, the Spurs player, I didn't even get his name. I was that furious. Yeah. He's run past. You can tell he knows Jota's kind of crossed behind him. And he's clipped his own hair. Yeah, he's clipped his own hair. Harley's just playing RuneScape on his phone as we're talking about this. I know he's watching the video. (laughs) Take the volume off, son. That's fine. Uh, Yeah, yeah, again, I don't think it was really a yellow, but it just, it's stupid that he put himself in that position when we're already down to 10 men. Allison was massive. You've got to give it to the Spurs, though. They got it done, they had the possession. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, Allison held us up, and then obviously you have Matip at the end with his result. Unlucky, unlucky for Matip. He's a defender there in a situation where a ball's come in behind the defence. Yeah. He's got us to his leg. Yeah. And Klopp said the same thing. But exactly right. So I, I've been in a similar situation. That ball's coming in. You've got two or three strikers behind her. You stick a leg out. You have yeah. to. If you don't, you get fucking yelled at. Yeah, if so you do, that, you get yelled at. So. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you have unlucky. to play it. You have yeah. to play it. But Allison, absolute fucking dope, mate. He saved some worldies. Madison had a good shot. Um, Son had, a, I think, a header. I mean, a header. It could be a very deciding game going down the line in the oh, end. Yeah, definitely. I'm very keen to see the Anfield side of this. Aston Villa were massive as well. I yeah. thought 
6-1 for the way that it was. We were just speaking off air about Ollie Watkins. Yeah. He could be potentially getting that England call-up that he hasn't had yet uh, with the hat-trick that he had. Um, there were some weird goals that went through in the end and sim- very similar to how it sort of panned out in that uh, Liverpool game. But, yeah, how did you guys – what did you think of Brighton? Do you think that they've dropped off or do you just think Aston Villa were really good on the day? I, I honestly think Villa, they're on a they're on a roll at the moment. Oh, I think they've just come, yeah. yeah. Every, you know, has kind of come in and gone, hey, they copped one flogging, now they're back on the ball and they're setting the pace and the standard and everyone's – Going along with it. You can't so, sit there and say that the goals were like lucky goals or anything. They're not or, they're not last yes. week's Newcastle goals. goals. Hey, yeah, they're actually well, the playing. Newcastle ones were pretty scrappy where yeah. just about every one of those uh, Aston Villa goals were well built up high. Well built up, yeah. Oh sorry, I was just looking ahead getting to the next game. I think that pretty much covers that one anyway. But United lost, obviously, as we know, against Palace, but United had nineteen shots in that game. That is yeah, just incredible. Generally Played so it's the only highlight I've watched. So give us a bit of a run there, and obviously for everyone out there. Like, and if you watch the, say, if you watch the three minute highlights, it'll probably look a little bit worse. But if you watch, say, your nine minutes or your quarter match or something like that, you can genuinely see that United were, you know, they, they were pressing well, creating chances, moving the ball around, but just lacking the finished product. You're lacking Rashford. Like final passes, or is it just the actual? Like last passes and and finishing, um, Rashford's just not playing like he was last year. His decision making's not for some reason. Like that. Is there a bit of pressure there from somewhere? I mean, because yeah, realistically, you boys haven't signed any strikers to kind of take his his place. Is there? Is he still centre forward? Or is he left wing? No, he's playing left wing. He's left wing. Yeah. So Hoyland's been playing. Hoyland had two two chances to sort of knock one in. But they were sort of half chances, not real few chances. But I don't know, it just feels like Rashford's a bit confused. Whereas last year, he just seemed like he just went, no, nah, I'm going to take it. Yeah, he couldn't, stop, he couldn't stop scoring. Like he, Whereas he this year, game. feels like he's getting a bit confused on when he should be taking a shot yeah. and when he should be playing it to Hoyland. Yeah, he looks uh, like everything's Last year, he wasn't playing it to Degos because he knew he wasn't going to put it in there. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, we're struggling to score goals. Um, Anthony back pretty soon should make a bit of a difference on that. I think that's been an issue for Rashford, though. Nearly his whole career is being very streaky as well. Like it's like a real confidence thing when he's on. Like you said, he's taking players on, and it's just like everything's flowing well. But then at the moment, it just feels like either he's trying too hard, or things aren't just sort of falling his way in terms yeah. of the way he wants to play. Yes, yeah, um, I do think. I don't know if you saw the Palace goal. Mm. Uh, did oh, did you see the it. tackle before where they earned the free kick? Yeah. It was a bit of a dive, to be honest. Um, Look, and, and we speak about this, the refs, they're, they're playing this this year. I've seen a lot of it in the game so far. Is There's lots of role play. And it's it's conning these these refs. What's been what's been bigger this year? Do you reckon it's been in terms of the cards? Like I feel like there's been a lot of cards. Obviously reds. Yeah. Or do you think that there's been a massive turn up in goal scoring as well? Like in terms of deflected goals, what's been bigger? Because there's been a heap of deflected goals this year, and there's been a heap of cards. If you had to pick one, I reckon if you put them side by side, I reckon you've got. 12 red cards and you got 12 home goals. Yeah, right. It's, it's very much... That's. I feel like that's been yeah. so dominant early yeah. on in, in terms of the game. There's at least yeah. a couple home goals every weekend. Hey? Yeah. We've yeah. seen it before uh, Before the 
more before we jumped on here with Jack before you popped in. Mm. I just said it seems like there's there's a few teams where everything, whether it's refereeing calls, whether it's just deflections, everything. Tottenham's one of them. Mm. Everything's gone Tottenham's way. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's, it's, it's like about VAR. Yeah. Second, actually. It might be just karma going back Tottenham's way for all the Spursy moments they've had, but it seems like everything's gone Tottenham's way and a few other teams for that matter. Uh, but then there's a few teams where nothing's nothing's gone right. So it um, seems like that's that's just the tale of the season. Yeah, uh, and, and, with, yeah, and don't even start on VAR. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I want to talk about this because I'm fucking fuming, mate. That VAR call for Diaz's goal, abysmal. That is absolute piss poor. Half a second on the VAR, boom, it was decided. Didn't check it, didn't draw lines, didn't do anything. You've yeah, got you know what two top four teams going hard at it for an unbeaten streak. And you can't even drag the lines out. You know what their excuse was? What? That they thought it was a water to go on field. So they didn't check. Piss it. poor, mate. That's what they that said. Fucking piss poor That's what they said. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's two it should be it should it, they should have more than that. They should yeah. literally have it on every play that it's checked off yeah. after five minutes and it's replayed back. Well, it was done. They do it so many callbacks yeah. on it. They did it on Curtis Jones as a red card. Exactly. You've got to be they've got to be able to look at stuff and even if they go, Yep, no, nah, it's um I thought it was a goal and whatever they check it, then they go, oh, actually it wasn't paid. They should still go back and check it and then be able to call back play and if something else has happened, I don't know what works there, but you've got to have gotta be able to do that because in the end it costs Guys. And this is one thing that I want to, like, growing up, doing my umpire course as well, like I went and did a refing course, did all that, started doing some games as well. At the end of the day, the ref can't see everything. If that linesman calls that offside, he's going to go to that decision if he doesn't think it was onside. Yep. So the initial call was offside. The ref's gone, all right, I'm pretty sure that's offside. Let's go to VAR. They are checked it within ten seconds. Well, that's the thing. They disallowed. Disallowed. That's what they they view. So I think that's what I mean. Uh, it's be, there was a bit of a threat, I would call it, from from Liverpool with this statement. It was like we're going to um, try and do something about this. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, they've requested the voice. Launch. Which yeah, that's it'll right. Be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting what, what comes of that. Whether whether the referees. Refereeing body just says no, whether they actually provide it, because they don't have to. I know Carragher's pushed real um, hard with Sky Sports to get that fucking what that yeah. happening. But <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It seems to be whenever, I think there's a lot more noise if a VAR decision goes against Liverpool than anyone else. Yeah, Klopp makes that thing. Yeah, I'll admit that. Seems like every but it's still a massive. No, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's if, it was, if it was a piss poor result where fuck, we probably should have lost. Then yeah, that's fine. But we were one all, nine men versus eleven. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Like yeah. we were saying, like obviously Spurs at the moment undefeated, seventeen points, and Liverpool dropped down to fourth at this stage. Obviously, they're only lost for the year, and they're on sixteen points. So yeah. like that, that royally screws us for the end of the season because it's always us. City, and this year probably Spurs, Spurs and United are probably going to be, you know, fighting to the last couple of weeks where a point or two is absolutely fucking crucial. I, f- I feel um, it's very interesting as well, like in terms of Arsenal, 
They won four 0 against Bournemouth, as you mm. said at the start. Yeah. But I, I just don't seem as damaging as they were at the start of last year. And I know that it's only seven games in. Two of those are penalties, and they were very quick. It doesn't feel like they're that powerhouse. It feels like they're just sort of murray along. And it sounds crazy to say after a four 0 win, and it's great that they've won and got the job done. And maybe this is like the kickstart of their campaign. And it's you know that you're going to see that Arsenal, and they're still sitting in third at the moment. Yeah. But do we think that Arsenal? are going to be a chance to knock off City at the end of the year? No. I, I don't see it happening. They've looked shaky multiple times. Yeah. I mean, we nearly beat them when we haven't been performing that well at the Emirates. Like, we would, you know, if you look at it, it was one one all and maybe a centimetre offside when we scored, you know, what could have been a winner. And then after that point, you know, they, they went on the, um, on, on the sort of bounce back and scored against us. So... We weren't that convincing that game and we nearly beat them. So Spurs nearly, what was the result there? 2-2. They probably could have lost that. I thought Spurs were better. Mm. Uh, there's been plenty of times where they haven't been that convincing. So, yeah, once again, they have sort of had some results go their way as well uh, where you would think nine times out of ten they probably would have yeah. gone the other way, including that handball from Romero. They got a penalty from that, which was... Exactly the same as the one that we didn't get one. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bit, in terms of the apologies that get thrown out by the refereeing body as well, it's a bit odd. I don't really understand why they're giving apologies for some things that they fuck up and not for other things. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I get it's an accountability thing, but what does it achieve? I think it's a yeah. handle at the moment. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. When they have an on-field ref not being able to make a right decision. And what's the point of it? That's the exactly. The, the, the VAR was brought in to eliminate the howlers. Yeah. And I think it's done that to a degree. But then when there's someone sitting there for five minutes, two people sitting there for five minutes trying to split fucking hairs on, on a screen to determine whether someone's offside or not, it's just and, – and when they're not even doing the job correctly at all and royally fucking it well, up. They spend six minutes on a fucking, what, Wolves-Burnley game deciding a fucking offside call, but you've got a Tottenham-Liverpool game. Like. It, and it wasn't designed – it wasn't brought in to do that. Yeah, exactly. It was like, like say, going back to that Garnacho one, it wasn't brought in to disallow goals like that because they're, they're – it, it's almost to the point where it's making it you can't celebrate a goal. Yeah. And if it's close, you go, fuck me. Right. You're just waiting for the replay. Waiting. And then when it finally goes, you go, oh. I'm nearly at the yeah. point where it might sound a bit stupid considering you've got like the streaming and the way that things work now. But if it comes down to that sort of 50-50 call, it's really better that we don't see the replay and it's that live action, like you said. Yeah. Unless it's an absolute howler of an offside call that gets called back, it's nearly like you don't want to see it because it's just replay of and then it zooms in and it zooms oh, yeah. in and you, it takes away that we've scored. Like well, the, the, the best bit about and and cool. it's like, funny you both say that because I was reading a quote on the way here. Thiago Alcantara has turned around and gone, I hate VAR because it's taken that emotion away from football. Yeah. It's taken that absolute banger of a goal you score that could possibly be offside. It's taken that excitement away from it. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I've actually uh, listened to another couple of podcasts. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the Stratford Paddock. They're like in Manchester United dedicated one over in, um, in the UK. But one of the guys brought, brought up a good point there that he said, look, when you're looking at offsides, as I said, it's, it shouldn't be – you shouldn't be splitting hairs. It should be something like, okay, well, 
you give maybe a 10-inch the way we used a to play line on the bar, and if, if that's out, then the way we used to play is it's to eliminate the, the advantage created yeah, by yeah. offside. It's not to eliminate fucking this yeah. much of it. Because that's not an advantage. I sound like an old cut going, oh, back in my day. But when we play, the rule was always the striker gets the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And so he's, he's the one that has to time everything perfectly. Yeah, and that's how we always and, play. And like we were just saying, this is blatantly obvious. Yeah. yeah. Where it's one of those things, it's just like, why are we worrying about splitting hairs? Yeah. And I reckon it takes away. And a lot of commentary to it, a lot of sports now has just become so negative around little decisions that get made, whereas it should be based around what's actually going on in the game. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, I think we've got VAR. We've got some more results in there. We'll go we to the Wolves one. The Wolves, Wolves City game. I, I did not mind these games. These it was funny. I mean, last week, we actually sat there. We looked at it. We made the who, joke. They, who are they playing next week? Oh, Wolves. They won't lose that. Yeah. No Roger, no Roger, no Roger, City. Well, yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, De Barina. And Neto absolutely split that game down that top the left side. Still after it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Elite, goes, elite. To the, goes to the travelling City supporters and just says, go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's only twelve minutes in too. Yeah, one nil. But the best thing is they still won, so yeah. it looks it look it makes it look so much better. Hit Charles' goal at the sixty-sixth minute. Put it back in front. Alvarez, Alvarez, absolute banger free kick. Yeah, that was sick. Like, near post is better too. The fact yeah. that he did it near post top corner way better than a far post top corner because yeah. like goal has got every every reason to. Hit that and just put it in there quick. He couldn't stop it. Yeah, no, that was uh, yeah. good, good goals from from that game. Uh, Luton Town's second goal, absolute banger. Well, not a banger, but it was a very clean, no, tidy goal. I'm shaking my head sitting there, just going, Everton, how, how, what is going on? Absolute giving dips. They had some chances as well, Everton, though. Um, Calvert Lewin as well just coughed a few up, and I'm not sure who the other bloke was who had that header that hit the crossbar, but that was one of those oh, ones. Yeah, and it was one of those ones where you sit there and you go, oh, what's up? Uh, it, that was probably nearly a half chance, but it's just that close, and that's the difference again as well. It's what I'm, uh, almost fluffed their, yeah. their goal. Um, yeah, yeah bit, bit of shambles. First uh, Premier League win for Luton, though. Yeah, up a Luton. <laughs> I'm happy as, but uh, it's good. It's what do you reckon good. on Deutsch? Do you reckon he's got long left? <laughs> no, he's got, long left. I reckon he's got booed off at every home game that Everton have had. So I'll, I'll wait, wait, wait for my predictions. I'm going go close to getting sacked, which go, is the later episode this week. So wait for predictions. I'm gonna go, yeah, right. I'm going to call it then later in the week. But I've already got a number and match day that he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Could be like an overarm. Yeah. I think Everton fooled us all last week. We all they thought did. this we were like, oh, they've, they've turned the table. They've yeah. turned, turned the table on, on their season. They're going to kick on from here and they come out and dish up that porridge. <laughs> to loot. So, so, anyway, I um, think we'll jump into a break and then, and then we'll come back and cover the rest of the results. Sounds good. Boys, we're back after the little break, a little bit of off-air discussion. We're gonna we're gonna get right into it with uh, Newcastle Burnley. Now we'll talk about Almiron's goal. Only scores world is that? World is that? That was a absolute 
Absolute banger. Right there, we cut it. It's like it's he made it rain more than it is outside of the yeah. moment. <laughs> Looks like Manchester, really. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nah, that that goal was just cuts in left everywhere. left foot every time, just smacks it. Yeah. It's like the old Coutinho did, did the right shoulder. Top, top They're starting to find some form. It's good. It's good. It's good to see Nick does. Weren't like that convincing? That was a problem. They got a couple goals. Yeah, no, it's only two 0 Burnley. Like, yeah, they weren't super convincing at the same time. Burnley probably should have scored. And to, um, to be honest, it probably should have been one 0 because that penalty ball. <laughs> I agree. Like beers, got the ball. Sort of come through and collected him after it. That's that's a textbook tackle. Time tackle that's well, on the ball, and then take it personally. Usually, that doesn't happen. It's yeah, and it's funny how you look at it. It's had, they've had one of those seasons where they haven't had a draw, four wins, three losses, but they've got the second best goal differential in the league, yeah. even though they're in eighth. So they've had they're obviously pushed up by the eighth. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which does definitely help that. Yeah. But that, and that's what I mean by you don't know what you're going to get. Who expects an eight 0 win? And then against Burnley, a little bit of a grind out, but they get the job done. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, jump in there. Where's the West Ham next? West Ham, Sheffield. Now, Jared, before, before, before that, before, before, before that, yeah, definitely. Him, where he just missed, he rose like fucking, I don't know, like, little Jared Bowen up there, like, prime Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <he's> just, <laughs> oh, man, it, mate. Oh, I man. love watching him play. Hey. He is so hungry to score. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fantastic to watch, and it's good to see West Ham putting performances on. I've got a soft spot for it. I agree. I reckon the top eight, it's funny because Manchester United and Chelsea in 11 (laughs) and 10, um, but the top eight have been like deservingly so. You know where it takes a little while for the sides to figure out? Like eight to Newcastle, seventh West Ham, sixth Brighton, five Aston Villa, four Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City in that order. So all those teams have like been deserving and – Good they put themselves in those spots. Like, who would have thought Aston Villa in fifth too? Well, that's crazy. That's yeah. Fucking hell. But you know, I am really. He's a he's a very good, very good operator. Back on to West Ham. Yeah, back on to West Ham. <laughs> um, David Moyes. What do we think? He's doing an alright job. Oh, absolutely. And they were calling for his head last year. So. Yeah, but then you get rid of Declan Rice, and away you go, mate. <laughs> yeah, they haven't really added really that much. It's just. The results have started going their way. They've started playing, playing well, cleaner. You've got scoring more. Jared Bowen. You've got Ward Kraus. You've got oh, I suppose you've got, you've got Antonio playing pretty well as well. Um, Suchek can be dangerous. If you look at it, like the season before, what are they, eighth or something? Actually had a decent season. Yeah, I think they were eighth last year. And then year. last year, I don't know why, what was going on there, but they nearly got really yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, it, it's good. I think they got a new keeper, didn't they? With Ariola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had uh, what's his name? Oh, I don't know who they got rid of, but it looks like a new keeper. But like, even even with bring more prowess, and you see Declan Rice go, and I'm not sure on our predictions if we had him in relegation, but it was like they're going to be probably fifteenth, yeah, probably around I'm that sort sure of mark. West Ham on the relegation list, to be honest. Well, that's what I mean. We're, like, we no one expected him to be in seventh. And funnily enough, while I was stating that these are the top eight sides, 
when do you start putting a marker in going, okay, this is permanent? Not permanent, but like this is where they're going to be floating around for the season. Yeah. How many weeks in? So obviously 38 weeks, we're seven in now. You really get a pretty good game by 10 to 15. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of change. Like there's change after that. Some teams will make chart later charges. Yeah, yeah. But usually you, you find your medium about where they're going to be. Yeah, the 10 to 15 marks is usually a pretty good indicator of at least top 10, yeah. bottom 10. Uh, you know, you've got teams like who, what was it, Everton and Forest last year, who were in the relegation zone at that point. Yeah. Uh, so well, it, yeah, does, it does chop and change, especially in, uh, injuries and stuff. Like it's, it's hard to make it back if you're not, though. Example like Chelsea and Liverpool last year. Like Liverpool had a great finish towards the end of the year, but they were so crap so early on yeah. that yeah. it's hard to make up that ground. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think West Ham doing very, very well with those that team there. I think they're going to be dangerous for the full season. If they can hold it out, um, it's going to be very interesting, I think. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll move into Forest. Forest versus Brentford, one all. Um, yeah, There's a controversial call in that one as well, wasn't there? I've seen something about VAR over the socials, to be honest, I haven't watched it, but there was a red, there was a red card as well. I'm not sure if that's what it was involved for. I'm not going to act like I did. Red, red card looked a bit stupid to me. Uh, for I think it was Neil Carter. Yeah, was. yeah. But was it a second second yellow? I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a second yellow, and he just yeah, it was just a stupid tackle to make when you're on uh, on a yellow. yellow already. Yeah, he's coming from behind. Yeah, like it's a bit like that. Uh, the one from the Liverpool yeah, game. Yeah, like, yeah just, just a lapse of judgment, yeah. hey? Like, just a stupid thing to do, and it's cost him. Yeah. Um, there was a ripper header for one of the goals there where he's, like, had the cross in, and he's just done one of those diving, lancing headers, and it's popped up over the keeper's head. It's fucking unreal goal. It's one of the best goals I've seen all year. Just diving header to do something for me. Yeah, it'd be great to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It's unreal. Um yeah, not not much to report on there. It's a typical bottom of the table. And Chelsea, they get it done, but <laughs> yeah. it's just the second goal was just ridiculous in terms of it was like it came off the other side of the boot and it was just the way that he was sort of glancing it that it went in. Obviously, two goals within about 60 seconds. Modric's one. He needed first it. Goal. First goal and he needed it. Chelsea. Get the monkey off the back. They got the job done. They deserved to probably win 2-0, but it is what it is. Domino's had a... A big sign parked out outside of Luton Town's ground, uh, with the amount of pizzas they'd sold since since the last league goal for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Between their last league goal and it was nearly ten million by the time Mudrick scored on the weekend, but I I thought it'd be funny. As how many they sold in between those two goals? Then <laughs> it would have been about maybe ten when, tops. When did they sign him? Like. Mid, last season. Mid, yeah, was it mid or? Nah, last off-season. Season. It was off-season, yeah. yeah. Fuck, 50, 50 mil on it, saving him this long to get his first goal. Yeah, and we spoke about it. Again, we spoke about it throughout the year. The fact that they brought in so many players at one time to gel and then you've also gotten rid of all your experience along the way that mm-hmm. sort of helped guide these people and say this is the way we play, this is the way that we want to do things, then you can transition. If you don't want those people, at least it's like, make them feel comfortable, whereas you've got all these new players in, it's like they're all playing different ways, all trying to figure out how to play the game. I, I, I don't think they're getting managed that well. Yeah, that's not a very smart move, by, in my opinion, from Chelsea. You've, no. got, you've 
Yeah, like, like you said. I think they've like, committed themselves for a long time for a lot of those players as well, like well, uh, well, six and seven-year contracts. If they, that's the like, thing. If give me a billion off so wages. If they, <laughs> if they have a couple bad seasons, they're going to have all these players that <clears> they <throat> won't be able to get rid of because yep. they're on 250000 a year. Yeah, exactly week. right. I and think other teams won't won't want them for that amount, and they'll be used to that amount. So, if they're contracted for that long, they've got every right to just sit there and go, okay, okay, well, yeah. It's not like the NBA or you know anywhere else where they don't have to have the okay from the player. They have to have those okay to play because they're literally they recontract and they don't get anything other than money for the player. So, yeah, it's change off. United's, yeah. United's uh, typical for that where we. Give people these big contracts, and if they underperform, then we can't get rid of them because they're at least ridiculous way. Harry Maguire, yeah, perfect example. Doesn't want to get paid, you know, maybe sixty percent of what he's getting at United to go to West Ham United. So he just goes, "Oh, I'll just stay here." I don't really, which is crazy. I can't believe that he doesn't actually want to play every week. It's probably playing into his hands that we've got so many centre-backs in here. This season, you see Martinez, Martinez gone, yeah. gone again. We only just got Varane back and it's like, yeah, so I think I think, I reckon if Maguire went to West Ham, they'd go downhill. I don't know. I reckon, I reckon for West Ham, he's probably not a bad fit. He's a good fit for a, one of those teams that doesn't necessarily play right up the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like City or Liverpool, you need those centre-backs that do have the speed to Retreat if they need to. Mm. Yeah, it's usually the the slower ones that do get found out. Like uh, you know, as as they age, I think Van Dyke as he's got older, he's got slower and he's he's not been as prolific as he was yeah. when he was a bit younger. Um, probably not the you know I'm not saying he's in the same fucking realm. No, nah, but I know, top, but nah, I know what you mean as well. With Van Dyke, I think with his ACL injury, you're going to slow down. At that, at that age, too. If you have an ACL maybe younger, you might be able to recover a bit quicker. But it's just in terms of the way it is. And I reckon you're right. I think he would sort of fit somewhere at West Ham. But it's like if someone if someone told me Sports Confidential is only going to be giving me, uh, you know, 50 and fifty pound less, 50,000 pound less a week, I'd be like, mm, not taking it, even though I get about $2.50. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting the way that works, isn't it? Uh, is there anything else we want to cover in the review for the last week of the games? Is there any... Are the big talking points before we shut it off and then we get into next week's massive games uh, and our predictions, which will come out later in the week. Harley's been smashing that out, carrying this. Apart from your your new man, Sabozla, who's joined you guys, I just thought he reminds me so much of the way, like the way he has come in and absolutely hit the ground running for, for Liverpool. It just reminds me exactly of how Fernandez did it with, with United. Just came in and made such a difference in such a short amount of time. Like, you guys, he looked transformed just by plucking him in the, at the top there. He has been an absolute gem for us. Mm. He was he that missing midfielder. Like, it's great to see him. He's super attacking. I didn't realise how, like, aggressive. He can do it yeah. fucking well. He's a solid boy, too. So he can obviously score. score. Yeah, but me, like, because he can hold onto the ball. That's the thing that I hate about Fernandez the most is yeah. that he can't hold onto the ball when we need to hold onto the ball. Yeah. It's a great passer, great through, like, vision's incredible, but he doesn't have that dribbling mouse like like some of the other attacking midfielders do. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Madison's good. Matt, Madison's good for that, yeah. Um, but we, he, I think, yeah, he's, he's had an absolute excellent start mm-hmm. to his career in the Prem. So it's exciting to see. 
see how he moves forward. It's only one loss, but uh, we were worried at all about Man City. Obviously, the injuries that they've got, De Bruyne, um, who else is out? Foden? Yeah, so Foden, uh, yeah, potentially Foden. I'll, I'll look that up while you're talking. Rodri is red carded, so he's missing another game. Uh, obviously, they don't have Gundogan. Gundogan's yeah. missing from the midfield as well. Uh, uh, Foden played. Let's go. Did play. Okay. Uh, I feel like there's another midfielder that they're missing. Kovacic was out last game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got Silva. You've got Cavardi on the bench. They spent that much money on him. He didn't even come on. Yeah, they've been like sort of easing him in, I think, yeah. which they've got obviously the ability to do with their ridiculous list. They've got that many options there that they can afford to spend that. And they did it with Grealish as well. Yeah. Took yeah. the pressure off him, just said, look, we'll just play you when we have to. If you're not performing, we'll take you off. I think that's hard as well for a bloke coming in, though, like known to be a good player at your previous clubs, like Grealish was, like Gravadiol was. Obviously, you're sort of star player there, and then you don't really get a game, which you understand. Like you said, they're so stacked, but you don't get that time for a bit of a run-in where it's just like, okay, I fit this system now. Very similar to what we are just talking about before. Well, the thing is, they don't necessarily need it. If they're putting performance in week in, week out, I think it's not the worst idea to be able to ease someone into it with that. Yeah. But then again, you don't have the pressure at Man City like you do at other clubs. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got so much outside noise. Like, anyone who supported Liverpool from, say, the 1960s through to the 1980s all the way through, they dominated that period so well that everyone hated them mm-hmm. and you never heard the end of it. Yep. Then after that point, it was United for 25 years. Yeah. And now that's all you get is noise about United because everyone hates United. Yeah, it was Chelsea, And then it was Chelsea for a period yeah. there as well and now it's Man City. That's the thing, but Man City is uh, only like three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> City's only in that sort of period where they're starting to become that, that dynastic team of the 2010s, 2020s, and I, I feel like after the fact they will have it. You know, when they start to fall off, they'll have that pressure because people will be, but they get away with stuff at the moment because people don't just go, oh, what's cities? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think it will come to the point where they where they do sort of start getting that pressure, but they don't have it at the moment. I might, I might add on just as a little ha-ha because I thought it was pretty funny. McAllister. Got onto, I'm pretty sure it was Twitter or Instagram. Oh, with Romero. He goes, yeah, he goes, well, it's easy to win with 12, 12 players. Yeah. Referring to the referee, but. I don't think it's fine. Romero told him to walk out. Was, that he did get it. You got a He said cry at home. It looked that ugly. So, <laughs> yeah. Cry at home. Yeah. It. So, no. And the teammates of the Argentinian national team, too. Yeah, he goes. They haven't confirmed it yet, but the FA is the push So, yeah, it probably happened. Yeah, you can't. You can't find. Oh, look, it was warranted. That was fucking Yeah, but you still can't do it. You can say it wherever you want, but if you do it on Twitter, you're just asking to get You're just asking to get fined. Yeah. Like, I still yeah. think it's like, if you want to pay the fine, Ho- you hopefully, yeah. hopefully that fine money co- teaches these fucking refs out of their job. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, is there, I think we've, I think we've covered everything. Uh, stay tuned for the prediction episode later this week.